0: Good evening everybody, this is the Gnarly Gnome for Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We are live, minus one, (laughs) we are trying to figure all this out on our own. Uh, To my left, I still have Tina Cisneros, the queen of craft beer commentary.
1: Hello everyone.
0: (laughs) Next to her we have our social media director, Angie Cisneros. Hello. And of course our special guest tonight is Shane Brammer.
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me.
0: And I think we're live. I think we are broadcasting we on Periscope. Periscope. I think can you we hear us? are recording oh for our podcast to post this week.
1: We did it, guys. I think we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when we get we are, in trouble. We next are week.
1: without our fearless leader tonight. He is on vacation in Florida. So we are just kind of flying by the seat of our <laughs> pants, letting it. the uh, lunatics run the asylum, so to speak.
0: <laughs> we're just kind of winging it. We're drinking a whole lot and playing with all this equipment and seeing so, if anything happens. I mean...
1: Mm-hmm. I, I might be re- I might be ready to give out the uh, the Cincy Brewcast phone number just to have you guys all call in because we don't know what we're going to say. We don't know what we're going to do.
0: Because rumor is that Mike will be calling in sometime during the show to talk about what he's doing down there while he's in Florida. So um, we're also going to see how that works. Yeah, he <laughs> might
1: bail on us. Yeah, mm. He might be drunk already. He's on his anniversary trip. Who knows what's going to happen. So
0: <laughs> We've been told not to break anything. Okay, great. Well, right. uh, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> no promises, everyone. <laughs> you your dog. So, um, okay. as as usual, we're still gonna do things the way we do things here, and um, everybody knows that we always start the beer fridge. But tonight we're talking about Oktoberfest. Beer, yes, right? this is
1: yeah, this is our Oktoberfest show, I guess, um, in honor of Oktoberfest, Cincinnati. What what year is it? What number like is the it?
2: 26th or something? Is that
1: something like that? Something 23? like that. 78th? <laughs> 109th? Come on, Shane. You should know. You're our uh, uh, Octoberfest aficionado.
0: Well, <clears throat> uh, no, I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. I, I want to say f- 40. I think For, it's the 40th. Like 106th? But, um, I'm
1: not sure. <laughs> no, in- okay, we're we
0: talking about the, the... Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati it's, it's like the 40th. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as Octoberfest, isn't it like... It was in 2010, the, the 200th or something. Yeah. It's so, been I mean, going since yeah.
2: uh, 1810, I believe, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so wow. it's
0: a whole, um, lot, a whole lot of Oktoberfest. Very
1: important to Cincinnati, obviously, um, a whole lot of fun. We were actually just discussing before the show, Angie and I purchasing our Deerndels. Dirndl? Dur- Dirndls? I don't know. I think I'm going to get one Dirndls is the Dirndl's. correct pronunciation, I believe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pretty fun. We've got a few beers here. We have two Oktoberfest beers. We have um, a Harvest beer. So I guess we'll just get started with the Moorline Oktoberfest? Sure. All right.
0: (laughs) Moorline is Cincinnati's kind of resident um, German, non-Germans. I guess Hofbrau would be the the German brewery in Cincinnati, but um, this has always been one of my favorite Oktoberfests in the city. And I've yet to try it this year, so I'm excited to do
1: I think I poured too much. Oh, God, no. I have another one right here. Great. Give it to me. Oh, wait. Let me I've got tonight. some
0: over here, too. We do not have a shortage of beer tonight. No, we <laughs> That's do not.
1: for sure. <laughs> I even brought some sippers. All right. So, what do we need to know about this beer? It's called Fifth and Vine.
0: I assume named after... Fountain Square in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It has a cool little... It's got the little pigs. Yeah, the yeah. Pi- like the,
1: the pig, pig
2: version of the statue. The yeah. pig, the and he's
1: dressed up in his lederhosen with his German cap.
2: He's pouring beer, I believe, isn't
1: he? On all the other pigs.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that sounds a pig, delicious. A
1: pig beer shower, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world-class Oktoberfest martin, so let's try it.
0: Yeah, Prost.
1: Prost. Prost. Cheers. <laughs> Perfect example of the style. I like it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Reminds me of being like not too warm, not too cold, hanging out on Fountain Square, running around watching the uh, Bengals play on a Sunday afternoon. <sighs> yes.
0: Well, what I like about Oktoberfest is just because of that it doesn't have to be super hot for it to work it doesn't have to be super cold for it to work it's the beer that no matter what the weather is outside it just kind of always works refreshing yeah. always
1: yeah. too yeah absolutely
0: nice and sweet and malty Yeah, and
2: yeah. And i've killed about a six pack of this the past week or so and it's it's it seems like every year they since they started brewing it in cincinnati that seems like every year it gets better
1: yeah a little bit different every year but like in a good way yeah. i think um, mm. Yeah, good stuff. That's very good. All right, next we have Noam, Tell us about the uh, Oktoberfest of the Sierra Nevada.
0: This is, um, I mean, Sierra Nevada has always had their Oktoberfest, but they um, they they collaborated with, um, and you're probably much better at the pronunciation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm excited to see you know so many of a uh, so many of our American breweries kind of. You know, and and we've talked about this on the show a little bit about styles and and sticking to styles or not sticking to styles, and especially with Oktoberfest, I found that a lot of people do not stick to like a nice, sweet, multi Oktoberfest like I want, and uh, I think that <laughs> this <laughs> is, is breaking out into chaos. This, do <laughs> you, <laughs> you have one? Already? No, I've got one already. Oh, okay, this cool. is fine. Great, I poured four.
1: Um, Great. Two for We'll me. give one to the dog.
0: So I'm, I'm excited to try this. I've
1: we'll yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of interesting like an interesting little thing. Maybe we can talk about this on another show. Um, but I feel like a lot of because of craft beer in America, we've kind of lost touch with a lot of the kind of import beers. Um, well, and
0: just some of those roots of beer in general. You know, this is such an old style, and such it's something that that this this heritage is tied into. So why not? You know go back to the roots and and
2: yeah plus a, a beer like a meritson is a very good or very difficult beer to actually make it takes longer to Lager it and everything <clears throat> so it's it's something that you really have to to kind of hone your craft on and you know a lot of uh, american breweries for better or for worse want to get their ales out the doors as let's, fast as possible. See, t-
0: t- let's talk about that a little bit too you know just the style of how it you know, where it comes from, where, you know, you know the, the, that, that mares in style, like you said, you know, it's March is the name of the, yep. the, the, the that's that's the name of the style. Right. Because at one time it sat for that long. That's right. how it sat I think they were lagering. prohibited
2: from brewing after March. So they they brewed up some maybe slightly higher ABV, definitely maltier brews that would uh, that they'd lager throughout the summer and then they'd break them out for uh, for September and October.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's something that kind of, I don't know if you guys can talk about it a little more because I certainly don't know a ton, but we only see this style once a year. Right. So a lot of people don't know a lot about it. Um, so what exactly are we looking for in an Oktoberfest? M- Merzen, is that how you say yeah, yeah, I've always yeah. said Merzen. Marzen. I think I, I,
2: everybody <laughs> seems to get something different from it. For me, your, your classic uh, Oktoberfest or Merzen has a, has a sweet, almost nutty nose to it and has some I think some kind of brown sugar up front on the taste good sweetness there and then just uh, a fairly crisp finish that kind of lingers on your on your tongue for a while but
0: yeah that the, that that real sweet multi-flavor I think is what's important mm-hmm. for me and then that that uh it, it that the big solid you know carbonation something that you know you want to keep drinking a few of them that kind of kind of sits really nice on the palate. I yeah, guess. I mean,
1: it's not going to be bitter. If you no. like bitter, you're going to be disappointed. Um, I personally am not a super huge fan of, like, the really malty. Like, like I don't really love box or, um, you know, kind of re- the more maltier beers. I like the roastier ones. Like, I like stouts and things. But um, things like that mm. I'm not a super huge fan of. But I've always liked this style, I think. so. You
0: no, know, And I don't know. I'm not <laughs> a, um, a beer expert. But to me... There's something with the Sierra Nevada with the yeast that's even sweeter, too, yeah, versus this, the more one.
2: this one tastes a bit different from any Oktoberfest-style beer I've ever had. And, and <clears throat> I'm looking back on my untapped notes from when I first had it about, a, well, I, almost to the day uh, a month ago. And uh, I didn't wasn't sure what to think of it at first, but once I had my second one and kind of got accustomed to it, I liked it a lot more. Um, but it's 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 really hard to describe how it's different. It just has a little bit of a different. It's it's malty, but a different malty from yeah, most
0: Oktoberfest beers
2: I've had. It's
0: interesting too. I, I'm curious to what what that is. If it is the malt, if it's if it's a yeast thing. If
2: like, it's yeah, you, you may have nailed it there with the yeast. I mean, it might just be that the yeast that they use um, in conjunction with just your your standard, uh, you know, your standard uh, recipe is uh, is what made the difference.
1: I definitely think that out of the two, I prefer the Sierra Nevada to the Moorline.
2: I kind of prefer I the hate to, I hate the, to say the More line. I, I it used to be one of my least Lines, uh Fifth and Vine used to be one of my least favorite Oktoberfest beers, and now it's kind of moving up there. I think for um, American uh, produced Meritzen's, I would say Great Lakes is probably right about the top. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just I got a growler of that uh, a few weeks ago, and it was just you know one growler wasn't enough. Yeah, you
0: know, there are a couple new ones locally this year too. With um, Dogberry just tapped theirs the other day, which I was dying to get up there and try and didn't make it. And then uh, Braxton tapped theirs on Friday. Yeah, I kind of wish we was ad- that, dude? It's Were- amazing. I, I got a hold of some at, uh, at Jungle Gems on Saturday, and I, I need to oh get them. Oh my over. god, it's yeah. Amazing. I was
1: gonna say I kind of wish I had time today to run down to Braxton and pick some up, but alas, I had to do chores instead. Okay, so next. It's not, I don't, well, I don't actually know what it is. I mean, I know what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> this is um, the Mount Carmel Harvest Ale. Um, we haven't had this on the show before, correct? Mm. I think, I think I, I don't remember, think so. I think I remember dad having brought it in as a sipper, but we never actually had it on the show. So, Angie, if you, well, they actually, to they, can, oh, pass oh, they these stopped don't.
2: making it, uh, or they stopped making it long before the show started, so. But I guess they've they've made it since sometime in the early or mid summer. So
1: Sorry, these are mind. all for us.
2: <laughs>
1: Wait, what do you mean they stopped making it?
2: Well, they don't make it year round, but I I was Oh right. I was just never mind.
1: Yeah. Um but what kind of year is this?
0: A harvest ale
1: it's an ale. Just an It's ale? an ESB. ESB.
2: And this year's I think is maltier than the previous year's ESB. Last year and the year before were a bit more on the hoppy scale and this one's uh to me came across as a lot maltier, a little bit sweeter.
1: I don't know, I like the hops on that.
2: Oh, I'm not complaining about the hops. I'm just saying it's it's, it's not as hop forward as I think it was in previous years. And mm-hmm. I think it to me it makes it a little bit less of an ESB but a little bit more of a of a true harvest ale. It's a little,
0: little zippy in the finish versus the Oktoberfest mm-hmm. where that, that sweetness is sitting um so, yeah, I guess the hops are coming across for me more more, yeah. more afterwards than they are, you know, in the... I think you'd get a little bit of an of it.
1: I agree. I like it. I think it's good. Yep. I like it, too. It makes me excited for fall. I love fall. I know. It's kind of sad. We really are um, just starting fall here, but we're almost out of Oktoberfest Harvestdale season. <laughs> we're going right into pumpkin. Into pumpkin, yeah. Well...
2: Yeah, the inundation
0: of pumpkin ales. <laughs> Do we Which, <laughs> What is what is everybody's stances on pumpkin ales?
1: I don't know, <laughs> Andrew, why don't you tell us yours? I like pumpkin ales, okay? You like Do you I, She yeah, likes you them. I like pumpkin okay. Spice she she too. likes them in August also. Well, okay. It's not that I Okay, it's not that I'm saying that August is the appropriate time for them. I'm just saying it's fun to like get a pumpkin beer and be like, "Oh my gosh, yay, fall is coming. It's going to be cooler weather and like it's something that I like I'm excited for after a long, hot, sweaty summer. It's like gross. I want, no, I want pumpkin and I want fall and it's exciting. It's fun for me. I like pumpkin beers. I generally don't love most of them, but the ones that I do like, I really like. Um, I think that there's no place for them in August or (laughs) September, Um, maybe late September I feel okay about, but um, I think it's basically like, it, like, pumpkin beers are like spicy and they warm your soul. Why do you want that when you're still sweating when it's 95 degrees outside? Because, well, it's just something that I like because I've been hot all summer and I'm like, oh, this is just like refreshing for me because now it's time to get into cool weather. And well, maybe
2: you turn the air conditioning up and well, it's really <laughs> cold outside. Maybe, 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 it was
1: an unseasonably, <laughs> maybe it was an unseasonably cool day that I had a pumpkin beer and it just made me excited. Okay. No, no I, I, I get hate. it. It makes you think of the autumn and if that that's right, your favorite, exactly. one of your favorite times of year,
2: that's
1: fine. makes me
0: happy yeah. leave me alone <laughs> your your mother just mentioned they had a delicious yam beer down there in Sarasota today well, I she, which, saw her check in on Untappd is she,
1: is, she, is she trying to make me sick to my stomach <laughs> yeah. okay yeah she had a yam beer in Florida I think it's okay for me to have a pumpkin beer in Ohio okay
0: <laughs> I do, my, my issue is not that I don't like pumpkin beers because I love pumpkin beers but I have a very limited window that I want to drink them Right. once I start drinking them I'm going to drink a whole bunch of them and then I'm just done with them. So I don't want that to happen before October hits. I
1: mean, that's yeah, understandable. I mean, I I mean last year I had gotten my hands on, um, cause it helps to know people. I had gotten some hands on some, my hands on some, uh, great pumpkin low fills oh. that it was to be released like the next week or something. But I got my hands on it and took it to Lake Cumberland for our like end of summer, like Lake vacation. <laughs> and it was just very, there's something very bizarre about drinking a pumpkin beer, in a lake on a boat, like That's in your because bathing you suit. You did it wrong. You did yeah. it wrong. Like it was good, but I was just like, I am like, I, I was hot. It was you hot. did it. You did it wrong. Well, I
2: was um, what a couple weeks I was down in Tampa and I was at Cigar City and I had their um, their pumpkin uh, ale, which was just it was unlike any pumpkin ale I've ever had. It was it was just absolutely terrific. Um, but it was uh, it it almost had a like an odd root beer um, vibe to it. But it was, uh, it was one of the few. I mean, I, I would say I probably like about, ten to twenty percent of the pumpkin ales out there.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, so I a lot think of them
2: overdo. I'm sorry, cut you off. But a lot of them just overdo the sweetness and the spiciness. The spice. And They just, they try it. They try to put too much of that in there, and
1: my favorite it just gets pumpkin beer that I've ever had, w- probably will ever have. I think the best pumpkin beer on the market is Dogfish Head Pumpkin. It's so good and it's not, you get a little bit of the spice but it's not overwhelming and you get like more of like that kind of earthy like pumpkin flavor more than like the pumpkin spice thing. So that's kind of what I like about that. Angie, you look really good. <laughs> uh.
0: I What I what I like about Pumpkin is that I feel like it's not as, as pumpkin-y as some of the other ones. So I do like that because after, after Halloween, I can still keep drinking it and it doesn't just pumpkin scream doesn't, pumpkin
1: pumpkin doesn't go out of season also until like december after, yeah like december Yeah, you still eat like yams at christmas don't you <laughs> no. i don't know i'm sorry i don't no. know what i'm talking the, about um I, I just got
0: like I said I get burnt out on pumpkin yeah after, that's understand I feel Halloween. like a lot
1: of like breweries well, and, and whatnot I mean, they over like they get so excited and they're like pumpkin 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 and then that's all you get for like a month and then well and it's also like at this point a race for like shelf space right. too mm-hmm. so it's like the earlier you release your pumpkin beer the you know more likely it is to be able to be they're gonna have room for it whatever right um but i kind of feel the same way about pumpkin beers as i do like christmas ales i mean honestly great lakes christmas ale was kind of my first like craft beer that i had that was like oh this is amazing and i want to drink more stuff like this but really just kind of in recent years the pumpkin beers and the kind of like christmas ales and winter more season things more seasonal kind of stuff like that i it's just like a little bit too much for me i don't know i'm not i have always kind of said i like my beer to taste like beer um and I think that's pretty much true with that kind of stuff. I don't know.
0: sounds like you need to stash them away in a cellar.
1: I still have Shane's, uh, Tina's Christmas poem from last year. <laughs> cellaring <laughs> barley wine. We're going to try that. Ooh.
0: So let's go and do one of our, our commercials. And okay. then we have, um, uh, my mic was down there in, in Sarasota. They stopped at J dubs brewing and, um, talked to the, uh, the the head brewer uh social media uh, somebody social else and uh, talked to a few different people down there at the brewery and um he sent the uh, the file back for us so we can all listen to it and then he's going to call in and talk about what they're doing so um we'll be back we're going to do one of our little spots and then um and then J Dubs Brewing so um uh, stick with us
3: Hi, everybody. Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do, the finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymont, and Oak Hill School Districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones.
0: to Cincy Brewcast, we are now going to throw it off to the uh, the interview that Mike did at J Dubs Brewing uh, in Sarasota, Florida. So um, have a listen. Well,
3: thanks, guys. Uh, Mike here at um, Cincy Brewcast, and we are on the corner of 12th and Mango Streets in Sarasota, Florida, and it's the home of J Dubs Brewing Company here in Sarasota. And this uh, in this special edition of Cincy Brewcast. Uh, interview, actually, we're going to be joined by uh, the head brewer of J-Dubs, Tom Harris, uh, Taylor Pogue, the uh, taproom uh, assistant manager and social media director, and uh, Brian Klemick, the taproom manager. Gentlemen, welcome to Cincy Brewcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having us this afternoon. We have a, a huge selection. It's eight beers uh, that we have right in front of us. Uh, but first, uh, uh, uh I wanted to mention, uh, the owner and founder of, uh, J-Dubs, Jeremy Jerger is not here. He's on some sort of, uh, vacation, uh, vacation,
4: secret <laughs> location. Uh, we have no is right now, but time to relax and recharge.
3: Uh, and, uh, but we are here with Tom and, but are you comfortable, Tom, a little bit telling us about just how things got started here and, and, and sort of what the, what the, a little bit of the story? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, Jeremy uh,
4: had a love for homebrewing from the beginning. He went into the military and uh, still had that passion, got his government job after he finished the military, and uh, was really thinking about trying to start a brewery and trying to find a location to do it out of the D.C. area where he currently was at. Um, So he talked to his father-in-law, and uh, Sarasota came up, did some research, found out that uh, the Florida beer scene just needed uh, another brewery. So he packed up, moved on down here, and started working on J-Dubs. At the same time, I was working up in Vermont at Long Trail Brewing Company and was looking for a little change of pace, a little uh, more creative freedom, and started uh, hunting for another brewing opportunity. And our paths kind of crossed, and
3: now, how now? How did that happen? Because he's kind of in DC, thinking about moving down here, and then you're in Vermont, and you're not sure what's uh, was it was it a meeting or?
4: I it really started off of uh, a post on Pro Brewer. I was looking
3: for jobs, and
4: I was like, all right, Florida sounds pretty cool. Let's see what's happening. And Jeremy was looking for a head brewer at the time, so I reached out. A couple Skype meetings later, I get the job offer, and it was a couple weeks later, just packing everything up and. Uh, Driving down the coast with my girlfriend, so got, got down here and we started brewing on a little 15-gallon homebrew setup. It was it was legit. Probably the first week, it's like we gotta make some beer. Gotta make some beer. Let's go, let's go. And we had no equipment here. We had a space that wasn't even finished building, but we had to make some beer for uh, all these little events that we were trying to do. Just get the buzz started.
3: What was it about? Moving to, I mean, there's, you know, Vermont, you know, obviously has a, has a very huge and very vibrant craft beer scene. Places like Michigan, where we're from, in Cincinnati, you know, and Ohio in general. So what was it, you know, was it the, the lack of, you know, real craft beer options here in Florida that excited both Jeremy and yourself?
4: Uh, I looked at it as kind of the Wild West of, of craft beer at this point. But there really <laughs> wasn't a lot... Going on, so that was pretty exciting to to be a part of a place. At the time, I think Cigar City was one of the few people that were established, and they were open for only like maybe three years, four years. So it was pretty exciting to come on down here. And then I'm a big fan of trying to live where other people vacation,
3: so <laughs> it
4: was a it was a good decision.
3: Well, Taylor and Brian, uh, obviously you you guys where the rubber meets the road in the tap room. How has the brewery been accepted? And you know, what are you hearing from the folks here in in Southwest Florida? Uh,
5: we've been. I mean, the community here has been starving for you know a brewery to call their own, and uh, we've really taken you know the, the entire Sarasota uh, in on on uh, you know the. We have a street team that we uh, we go out every uh, month and uh, volunteer. Um, we have a lot of uh, Big, big, diverse group of uh, craft beer lovers in, in Sarasota, so we're uh, we're everywhere pretty much. Um,
6: yeah, you know, I uh, Taylor had started here before I did. Um, he started right when we opened here at J Dubs, and I started about three months in. And uh, I've been a bartender here in Sarasota for over oh, almost ten full years now. And I was doing the full liquor bars and stuff like that, and and the, the smoky music venues. And about two years ago, I started to really get into craft beer. And I had met Taylor and um, Tom and actually Jeremy at another place I was working at, um, craft-centric bar. And uh, I was offered the opportunity to come here when we when that bar actually closed down. And uh, ever since then, you know, Tom has taught me a lot on the production side of beer that I never expected to see. And being part of this buzz that is kind of surrounded J-dubs and seeing the scene grow here in Sarasota and across Florida and across the United States has been absolutely incredible. You know, I'm originally from Michigan myself, so seeing that beer scene up there and how it's kind of exploded up there and how it keeps popping all over the the United States here, um, I'm excited to see what happens here in Sarasota and the rest of Florida and the rest of the U.S. to see what happens, you know. Um, This has definitely been a, a really cool experience for me uh, being here now and uh, just being a part of every little aspect from events to uh, production to, you know, being out in the market and traveling around and being on the other side of the state and walking in and seeing our tap handles, you know, it, it's cool to, to be a part of.
3: Well, Tom, was, are there any special or strange or, or, or different, you know, difficulties uh, brewing here in Florida as compared to uh, Vermont or Michigan or, or, you know, someplace else? Um, definitely the first, uh, shock was trying to chill down
4: with a homebrew <laughs> setup, yeah, yeah. and the, uh, tap groundwater comes out at about 80 degrees, so uh-huh. it took a second to realize like that was, uh, <laughs> a major that wasn't going to work, so, you know, we had to adjust with that. Um, you know, water quality is definitely a little different because we're at lower, uh, sea level. We basically can pull some salt water out if you really want to. Vermont had some beautiful water, some artisan wells. Uh, but you know that—that's really been the like the technical problems. Everything else seems to be going well, and then just uh, being in a young industry. Like the people around here are still learning what craft beer can be. So you have to just keep educating, keep telling people to try new, new, newer and newer beers, and try to find that right beer for that right person.
3: Was it? What about distribution? Because you guys are in distribution. You also have the tap room here that that we're in. Uh, a great little space. What about distribution? How hard was that, you know, to get, especially bucking the big guy, I mean, I mean, AB is right up the road here in Tampa, yeah. a huge operation, uh, one of their first original, I guess, outside of St. Louis. How, how hard was that?
4: You know, we, we stand behind the quality of the product and we really believe that, you know, good beer will sell. And, uh, just given the opportunity so you know a lot of word of mouth a lot of the social media just telling people we have good beer to have and hopefully the people out there will ask for it the more and more they ask the more it will bump some of those lines but we have some great uh, sales team and our distributors doing a great job um, getting us those lines so people can experience it and realize that there is better beer out there and it's right here in your hometown
3: and then you do some packaging. I've seen the taps, uh, but I also un- understand you do some packaging. Is that just, the, and I actually saw those in the store too, in Publix, which is you know, with a big, you know, the big kahuna down here as far yeah. as groceries go. Uh, the poolside and the up top, both in Publix. Is that what you're packaging right now?
4: That's currently all we're packaging, and that's our running our canning line. We run a three-head cast canning line. It takes us about 10 to 12 hours to do 400 cases. Wow. So it's <laughs> a long day the so guys, Definitely, uh, don't enjoy hearing that it's canning day, but trying to make enough beer to uh, hold Publix true, uh, keep those shelf spaces full, along with uh, Total Wines, ABC Liquors. So we're we're out there, and uh, you know, even a couple of restaurants that don't have the ability to put us on draft, they'll hold us in in packaged goods so they can sell some cans.
3: That's fantastic. Well, listen. It's been driving me nuts. The smell is—we've been sitting in front of these beer flights uh, since I've been started talking to these guys about nine minutes ago, and uh, the aroma is driving me nuts. So, what we have here—why uh, don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead, Tom, and, and kind of talk through what we've got in front of us, and maybe describe what uh, describe what each one is, and then we'll, or one at a time, maybe. And then let's try the up top first. Tell me a little bit about the up top IPA. Uh,
4: up top IPA is our first. Uh... IPA, it's our first uh, recipe that we made that for distribution. So this is um, very modest uh, grain bill, uh, and it's got a nice balance. We really didn't want to go over the top with the bitterness, but we're using uh, Falconer Splite and Falconer Seven C's. gives a unique, a uh, little bit of tropicalness, but it also has still some of that classic um, piney and grapefruit flavors and aromas to it, but not overly bitter and uh, well-balanced was the goal with this one.
3: Well, I just tried it, and I have to say that what you're saying is exactly right right on the money, and you can taste all of that in there. You can taste the grapefruit, you get a little bit of the pine, you know, on the back end. It's just, it's, it's, I I, I had the, I had the uh, MotorWorks uh, Indy IPA, and uh, I liked that. I really, really like this. This is, this is really fantastic. Thank you. I mean, um, as good as anything that, uh, that I've had in a long time. Um. And then the poolside Kolsch. And this is, this is something that you have to, I guess, produce down here in Florida as a nod to all the Bud Light drinkers and the, uh, and the people who need a session beer down here to sit poolside. Yeah, I, I
4: love the German Kolsch style, personally. I, it's, a, it's a delicate beer. You really can't hide behind anything. So it's a, really, it's a good way to show some uh, technique. And um, it is extremely sessionable and enjoyable. So, light, crisp, refreshing, it's got a little bit of lemony notes to it, and then that classic uh,
3: German ale yeast that we use for it. It is, uh, it, it, and again, it is all that, it's very clean, very refreshing. I'm not a huge fan of the style, so I'm not, but but uh, Miss, Mrs. Cisneros is, and um, yes, um, Nancy, well, I, on the show I call you Mrs. Cisneros. Thank you for coming today.
4: Thank you.
3: All right, and uh, uh, yes, I really like that. I can see why people would want oh, to take that by does. the pool.
4: It, it works in Florida. It, it definitely does.
3: Now, the next one, which is the one that got Nancy excited to come over here, was is the son of yam, and this is your fall seasonal. Your answer to the pumpkin madness of the of pumpkin beer um, uh, is that something that was demanded by the uh, public, or
6: well, I know that. Uh, Tom is one of those guys that was like, you know what? Everybody does pumpkin beers. Uh, let's take it a different, let's take a different route with it. And let's, uh, let's try something else. Let's try yams, you know, sweet potatoes. Let's, let's try something different. So uh, last year around this time, we did a small little pilot batch of it. And uh, it sold really, really good here in the tap room. we were out of it in about two and a half weeks um, for three barrels of worth of beer. So about 90 gallons worth. And uh, we decided to bump it up a notch and take it to the next level this time. So um, Tom, uh, decided to start writing the recipe again and uh went back and used what two hundred pounds of yams in there. They, we hooked up with <laughs> hooked up with a local restaurant down in Venice called Sharky's by the Pier and they uh they uh went down there, Jeremy and Tom went down there and peeled two hundred pounds of yams and baked them down with uh Vermont maple syrup that uh Tom had brought down with him. And
3: uh did Jeremy feel like he was back in the service on KP duty or <laughs> Oh, that was that took way too long. That's it was ridiculous.
4: I don't know if you've ever seen 200 pounds of yams. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, or even peeled a pound of yams. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> it is just awful. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, the the Vermont maple syrup was was awesome. We got it from my girlfriend's father, who works up at Richards Farm in uh, Vermont. So it was all all great flavors, touch of home, and uh, it just came out really nice.
3: Like a like a uh, like a Thanksgiving. Like a Thanksgiving sweet potato casserole in a glass. It's really nice and sweet. It's got, a, yeah, you can taste all the uh, all the cinnamon, all the spice. Um, just fantastic. Uh, Mad Tree in Cincinnati does a seasonal winter seasonal uh, called Thunder Snow, and it's a darker beer, but they use yams in that as well, and that's a, always real popular around the holiday season in Cincinnati. And I can imagine that this would be. I don't know. If if I was going to take something back, I think it would be this. Uh, oh, do you have some bottles? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll bring a bottle and, 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 and we'll let the uh, – and, and and Tina and Noam, you'll be able to uh, try it on the show in a, in a week or so. Uh, the great Scott, We Heavy. I'm a big fan. Oh, I I love We
4: Heavy. It's one of those things. Um, I started making it just because I missed a beer from up in Vermont. So I, I wanted a big malty – Kind of one of those things you want to have on a winter day, I even though it never feels like it here. So we just started making wee heavies, and people, I guess there's not a lot of people making wee heavies down here. Ten um, percent big multi really doesn't work with the uh, ninety five degree and hundred percent humidity. But uh, we have a good following for it, we are always looking out for when we're we're releasing the next one.
3: Well, there's a lot of British Scottish expats that live in Florida. I can imagine that they they'd find it very amazing. Uh, it is amazing it's boozy it's big uh it's got all that malt flavor and that sweetness that you look for in 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 something like that you guys are on point with everything how how we uh, you guys are 4 for 4 so far how does it feel <laughs> feels pretty good i guess <laughs> you have the approval you have my approval uh, i don't know you uh, you well, guys can, <laughs> you guys can do <laughs> You guys can do whatever you want with that, by the way. That and a a buck will get you a cup of coffee. Um, Speaking of coffee, uh, the next one is your uh, coffee stout. Wake up. There's a lot of places in Cincinnati that are doing a lot of different stuff with coffee. Uh, Mount Carmel Coffee Brown, uh, the Dead Blow uh, 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 with starter coffee from Braxton. Uh, Let's try this Yeah, and, 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 oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Nance. Um, and more of a black coffee. And a lot of yep. the coffee ones want to do kind of uh, like coffee and cream. Yeah, cream and sugar. Time. And cream and sugar, and that's more of a, a good, solid black coffee one.
4: Yeah, it's it's just a, a lot of uh, dark espresso coffee in the, the end of the flame out, so it's, it's really strong. You actually will get a little kick up from it. Um, there's a decent amount in there. And It also still has like a little bit of that green pepper flavor that comes from uh, using those coffee beans. Uh,
3: but the stout balances it out. Now, flame out, that's... Fl- what would you say? Fl- flame out? Flame out, yeah. That's a, that's a brewing term I've never heard. What is, what is that?
4: Uh, when you uh, kill the heat from the boil.
3: Okay. And you just drop the coffee in then at that yep. point? And so and it's, the
4: idea is it's not at a rolling boil. You're boiling off all the uh, aromatics and everything. It's kind of at a steeping point. Steeping, right. But it's still it's extremely hot, so you can extract certain things. So, you know, we do, um, you can do hop additions at Flame Out where you can get a little bit more uh, softer notes than boiling it. So it's just a way to get some other
3: flavors in there. We, we do a lot of it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, this is the Say Wheat, and this is uh, like, a, like a summer wheat? A, a, a this is American a, a wheat. American wheat.
4: You know, it's, it's a good one to compare side to side with that culture. Just different yeast grain, very similar grain,
3: bill, But it's just a, it's a crusher right there. That is a crusher. It's just a very smooth, uh, very smooth, very clean tasting. Uh, I think it's terrific. And, uh, 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 again, uh, the kind of beer that people in Florida, I guess, really go for.
4: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. We, we made this beer just uh, to do a nice traditional American wheat and have some fun with it. We also, the beer we're going to next is... We'll do treatments of it, which is basically take these base beers and start playing and getting different ideas. So we'll go down to our local uh, farmer's market and pick up different fruits, melons, pineapples, uh, mangoes, guava, anything we can think of. And we'll start adding it to this base because it's really, it has a lot of opportunity to uh, go in a different direction.
3: And so that's the, the passion of the wheat, and you have flavored the, say, wheat with, Passion fruit. Tell us about that.
4: You just told me about it. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs>
3: exactly. All right, we'll give it a shot. Exactly. Well, I'm not sure that I've ever tasted or know what passion fruit tastes like, but I I do now, I guess, because it really is fruity, kind of a kind of a peach peach pear yeah. mango type there, of type of mix. There is a little bit of mango
4: in there, so the passion fruit comes. Uh, across, it's a little bit of that astringency fruit, mm-hmm. but you can smell more of the passion fruit than the mango you taste. But, you know, I, I like it still has a little bit of that beer bite at the end, so it's not just a juice smoothie uh, in a glass and you forget that we're actually here drinking beer.
3: Right. Well, that's so important. That's that's so important to me that, that uh, I told somebody last week, it's got to taste like beer. In the end, it's got to taste like beer. I don't want you know, I don't want fruit juice or cider or anything like that. In the end, it's got to taste like beer. And all of these flavors, all of these delicious beers, and you guys are, what is it, seven, seven in a row? I think have been fantastic. I mean, on point with everything. Um, uh, and I think that's, I think that one is just terrific. You know, it's always funny when people, when, when uh,
6: men actually come here to the tap room and they, they kind of look at the boards and they go. What is that passion of the wheat? Because, you know, they're, they're kind of scared to, to order the fruit beer, you know, because they, they think it's probably a girly beer. Um, but then they taste it, and they'll do a sample and say, you know what, I want to take one of those because, you know what, not only does it, it's got that fruitiness, and, and it's nice and light, low ABV, so you can drink it all day, but you get that wheat finish to it. You know, you still get that beer flavor, and that's, 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 that's important to Tom. You know, it, it definitely comes across in all our beers, whether they're treated or, or the actual styles.
3: The aroma of it is just amazing, too. It is just absolutely knockout. And then finally, the last one, and I've got to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan, but this is a pint of, of stuff like this. But again, I didn't think I'd be a huge fan of the, of the passion fruit, but this is a pineapple habanero pale ale. No particular name for this, just pineapple habanero pa- pale ale. Just descriptors right there.
4: <laughs> so this was a collaboration we did with uh, World of Beer, uh, they came down and we brewed it for actually a wing night. So the idea was like a play off of um, almost like a pineapple salsa feel um, or a pineapple glaze with a little bit of heat. So there's about a, a bunch of fresh pineapple juice in there and some habaneros.
3: A little balance of uh, sweet and hot I, I can't, I just can't believe it. It is It is so good. <laughs> I can't believe how good it is. I mean, it is just, just that little bit of, of, of spice at the end, not ridiculous. I've had a couple, and you just kind of put it down and go, ah, that's just too much. And then just the pineapple, um, I can, yeah, I mean, I can see that really pairing really well with wings.
5: Yeah, this is our, pretty much we have food trucks, and this is our food beer. Or our, our beer food, or no, food beer. <laughs> so anyone who gets food, I'm like, you have to try well,
3: this. Beer. I mean, I, I can imagine that, uh, the say we eat, um, the poolside being really terrific with with any kind of food. And then you can pair up the, uh, you know, you can pair up yeah, each with, each, yeah, the more specific ones, uh, the great Scott, obviously, with, with, with meats, uh, the wake up coffee, that, that'd that be great next, I think that'd be great next to a cinnamon roll, don't you guys?
7: Absolutely, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything
5: Right next to a cinnamon roll. <laughs> so every once in a while, we do do a, a,
3: a, a breakfast here,
6: basically. We call it a brunch and brews. And uh, we like to treat some of our beers, especially if we have a stout with coffee. You know, so this is one that uh, we'll probably hold on to. Maybe can I give it for our next brunch and brews and, and throw it up for that, you know. So we do that. We also treat, you know, like we'll treat our up top, per se, for, with, with oranges. Mm-hmm. So that way you get, like, a beer mosa and then you
3: have a coffee stout. So it, it works out. it works out together yeah. with your breakfast yeah. and brunch. And the community involvement, uh, just I guess, it, you know, it's we talk to a lot of people in Cincinnati. We, you know, uh, we talk to people in, in Athens, Ohio, uh, uh, around Ohio Brew Week. Uh, they have a big craft beer scene there with Jackie O's and with um, um, oh, the other two escaped me. I'm sorry. They got a two brand new ones. I'll I'll talk about them uh, in the intro or whatever. But yeah, I'll edit it in there somehow. But uh, but. Um, so much community is so important to every, it seems like every craft beer, uh, brewer and every craft brewery that I've ever talked to, uh, and, and it's, I, I guess it's the same for you guys, huh? Yeah, it,
4: it doesn't work without the community. We can make as much beer as we want, but if there's no one to drink it, it's, it doesn't happen. So we we love, we, we're so happy with the support that everybody gives us, and we are truly thankful for everybody who comes through this taproom
3: doors. And uh, Taylor being involved with the social media aspect of it—that's that's, that's got to be something that really comes through to you guys.
5: Oh yeah, I mean, um, from when I started, uh, this place wasn't really here. It was still getting built out, and um, now it's like every time I log into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, there's like you know, 20 notifications on stuff from drinking up from Tallahassee down to Key West. Um, our beer, you know, is traded uh, throughout the country. It's really really cool to see the growth of uh, Jade Ups and you know just the overall Sarasota beer community
3: and just in a short two years you you mentioned to me you started brewing it'll be it'll be two years in October and again like you said on the just a little what'd you say 15 15 gallon pilot system uh, 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 with no temperature control and those so you guys come a long way in just in just a short time
4: yeah we we truly did and we The biggest goal was just to keep making beer and keep telling people we're here. We're we're gonna bring this beer to you guys, and we will be here to to open up and just come and support us. So, uh, you know, I think February will be our our legit two years of brewing on the big system. So, relatively big system. There's some bigger brew kettles out there, but uh, with
3: your name on it. Are there bigger brew kettles out there with your name on them? I mean, do you have you know? I mean, have you have you guys grown? I mean, there's because again, back to Cincinnati, because we always try to bring it back to Cincinnati on our show. Uh, there there you know there are a couple of breweries that are just have phenomenal growth. I mean, just phenomenal in like two two and a half years, they've gone from uh, what was Ken, I can't even remember what Kenny was telling us, but they've had to like quadruple their capacity in the last since they've been open just for two and a half years, and it's still not enough. What, what's, uh, you know, where do you guys stand on that? Or do you even have, uh, can you even talk on that? I mean, that might be a question more for uh, Jeremy. Uh,
4: no, we're, we're definitely growing fast enough. Uh, we put in two additional 60 barrel uh, fermenters. So almost uh, increasing our capacity by 60%, 75%. But it's still, you know, all the tanks are full. It's it's just one of those things. We, we've got to keep brewing. And, you know, we'll, we'll look at, uh, opportunities to, to possibly grow. And, you know, if the people want the beer, and they, they it seems like they do, we'll keep making it, keep expanding,
3: and do what we have to do to make sure everybody has a full pint. Well, <laughs> well um, One of the questions, and and I'll end with this because we're almost at the 25 minute or over 25 minutes. uh, And I really appreciate your guys' time taking time out today. Was a brew day. Uh, You mentioned you were done uh, a little early, so that's pretty cool. Um, What is the uh, ultimate measure of success for J Dubs Brewing? Wow, just uh, (laughs) (laughs) I always ask this question, by the way. Global
5: domination. No.
3: (laughs) 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 J Dubs in every pot, right?
4: It's truly making the community happy, making sure we have enough beer for everyone, and just the support from everyone around us. It, it really does not work unless we have the community support and that they enjoy our beer. So we'll, we'll strive for that. We'll keep stretching, making different beers. Um, and it's really it's meant
3: to be shared with everyone. So that's, that's really what we need to do. Well, let me tell you, if everything that we've tasted here today. It's been absolutely on point. Uh, I can tell why you guys have been so successful in such a short amount of time. It is all fantastic. If you folks listening from anywhere in the country and worldwide, of course, on Periscope, uh, if you get to Sarasota, uh, Sarasota, Florida, USA, make sure you come to the corner of 12th and Mango in Sarasota for a delicious pint or two or a flight, or a, whatever, of the uh, of this fantastic uh, beer from uh, J-Dubs Brewing. Uh, Tom Harris, Taylor Pogue, Brian Clemick, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Cheers. Thank
6: you guys thank you. very much. Can Tom lead us out with, the, uh, with our J-Dubs cheers here?
4: <laughs> Let's do it. Yes, yeah, please.
3: Absolutely.
4: Cheers to beers. To beers we cheers. We drink the beers we make for years. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 cheers.
3: <laughs> thank you very much. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. It may be summer, but that just means it's the right time to start thinking about the uniform needs for your fall and winter sports teams. Whether it's new embroidered gear bags for your volleyball club, silk screened warm up hoodies for fall baseball, or a hot new look for your basketball team, Eastgate Custom Graphics can work with you to capture your team's unique style. Eastgate Custom Graphics team design experts can help you to stand out from your competitors. And with great brands like Nike, Port Authority, Hanes, and more, ECG has the names your players want to wear. It's also not too early to think about back to school. And ECG has all your spirit wear needs. We have gear from many of the Eastside schools, and if you don't see it, just ask. And Eastgate Custom Graphics will design it for you. Eastgate Custom Graphics is located at 4459 Mount Carmel, Tabasco Road, right next to St. Veronica. Talk to Don Hall or any of the design pros at ECG at 513-528-7944 or visit www.ecgraphicswithanx.com and customize your look today. Eastgate Custom Graphics, the official imprinting and apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light
7: drinkers out there as a you know a forest and They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that crappy crap,"
0: but I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light.
4: You don't hear that, do you?
0: No, you don't. You are listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. And we're back on Cincy Brewcast, and I believe, if everything has gone right, we have Mike on the line. Are you there, Mike? Dad?
7: Hello? Hey! Dad. <laughs> I think we did it. Hey, how <laughs> you? <I> said
0: hi. <laughs> he says Bucky? hi back. Bucky,
7: Daddy. You guys sound terrific. Thank you Do we? <laughs> you haven't run the ship into the ground yet. I'm very proud of you.
0: Not yet, but... We're doing our best. You said you got the spill protection, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
7: yes, I do on the board, on nothing else. So, so make sure you know you spill something, spill it on the board.
1: I'm gonna spill it right on the board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so J Dub's brewing.
7: Um, um, you know, I, I may have sound, sound sure. a little a little ridiculous and a little gushy uh, on my praise, but I got to tell you, it, it, it I was incredibly impressed. I mean. Just top to bottom. Uh, of course, the guys—you could tell in the interview—the guys are great, uh, and the beer was just really, really beyond any expectations that I had um, for down, you know, for down here. Um, Tom Harris knows what he's doing. I mean, I think he's—I think he's definitely uh, a star in the making. Um, I think when the word gets out, more and more people are going to want to come down here and try uh the dubs brewing it it uh, I, uh, you know i was uh, i was very very impressed
0: it sounded like they had some some really neat things that they were doing you know the, the 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 passion fruit i think that's something that i wish more people would just suck it up and do something like that because especially when it's hot and and and, and you know get, it is in florida um I mean, that just goes down so easy
1: well yeah and oh, i yeah. imagine like different like a like a warmer climate year round um, you just get to see all kinds of different things in beer that you wouldn't normally see.
7: But, but what I what I like about uh, Tom is, is he he brews what he likes to brew too. He likes wee heavies. He brews a wee heavy, and it's I, again I'll stack it up with with just about any other. And there's not a lot of breweries doing that style. And uh, but I'll stack it up with any you know strong ale, you know Scottish style ale. That anybody wants to throw out there. I mean, I think it was just phenomenal. And 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 um, the um, uh, the other beers, you know, just like on our show, we have a cast. We have an afterglow, and we usually talk to them for another, you know, half an hour or forty-five minutes. They were kind enough to spend not just the twenty-five minutes of show that we did our interview, but also kind enough to spend about another hour and a half with us talking. And 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 discussing beer and discussing the uh, brewing philosophies, brewing philosophies and so forth. And 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 in, in that time period, he said, "Well, why don't we go get a bottle of?" And it's called ws One. It's their uh, first anniversary uh, beer. It's it's a it's a oak aged. Uh, I guess I guess a stout is the best way to put it. Um, and. Uh, that was phenomenal. I thought all that's coming back to you guys. Uh, and then what, the, the one that blew my mind that was absolutely world-class called American Wild uh, is a barley wine, uh, brewed with retinomyces, brewed with sour cherry, uh, aged in a uh, George Dipple bourbon barrel. You, you see where I'm going. I'm, it, I'm it sold. Sounds like a lot yeah, going I'm, on I'm there. sold. It is. But how much it's, it's the sum of its parts it it's it's not too bourbon it's not too cherry it's not too wild it's the sum of its parts it is and there's a bottle of that coming back to compliments of uh, the guys at j-dubs gave us the personal bottles of both the ws1 and the american wild so that's coming back we got a couple of bottles of the uh, uh of the uh, Son of yeast which is, which is absolutely or son of set of instead of yam uh, which is absolutely incredible. <laughs> uh, you guys will really enjoy was it. Is that a roller and, <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> oh, oh, and then the ninth beer which we did not try on the air. Did you say I, the I, ninth? I, I, yeah, he's, he that nine taps plus a guest tap. Are you wasting? And the ninth beer was a Ralph beer that was absolutely sublime. It was, you know, it wasn't, did it taste like you were licking a you know, a, a wood. You know, it didn't look, taste like you were licking a, a piece of charcoal or anything mm. like that. And it was terrific. What? It was an incredible experience. And again, uh, what, what great guys! Again, I want to thank, uh, especially uh, Jeremy Gerger, who's the owner and a founder. He 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 was not able to be there today uh, and join us, but he put it all together uh, so that I could meet with Tom and uh, Tom Harris, the head brewer, and Taylor Pogue and uh, Brian. Kleimick, uh, both from the uh, tap room, and Taylor also does their social media. Uh, a terrific bunch of guys. Really nice tap room, uh, on the small side, but we're used to that. And real uh, friendly. Uh, you know, a little bit dark, and then they also have an outside area, kind of a kind of a beer garden. And it's really a garden because there's grass. That's where the bugs run around. They have cornhole, and giant jingo, of course, and so forth. And bugs? So on. Are there there's bugs? A couple of po- uh, pictures posted on the www. <laughs> dot com that the fans can go out and take a look at. Uh, and I'll probably be posting a couple more in the next few days.
0: What else are you guys drinking down oh.
7: there? Uh, that, that was it. All, all nine of their beers, uh, the uh, American Wild and the uh, W.S. Uh, and I think they even mentioned they had maybe another couple of bottles laying around, but they weren't sure, whatever, so they just uh, – <laughs> They just, but, but yes, it was, it was all, uh, it was all fantastic, and, and again, they're great guys.
1: But what my friend Noam means is, is that all you've had to drink in Florida?
7: Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh! Thank I'm you, sorry. thank sorry. you, Tim. <laughs> uh, um, I've been posting uh, some stuff. I think it's ended up on my personal unpack. Uh, there's probably in the neighborhood of half a dozen uh, to maybe a little bit more in the, the that are in the that are in Sarasota. Uh, Bradenton, uh, Anna Maria Island, general area. And two that I've been really impressed with, there's a, a Motorworks Brewing, and there's also a Darwin Brewing that are both in Bradenton, uh, which is about 10-15 minutes uh, uh, east and, and south of here. Uh, and the, uh, the Darwin, uh, I was very impressed. Just again, a cool side beer, it's called Pirata Pills. It's a are and smashable, delicious You know, uh, Pilsnery, classic Pilsner flavor, uh, which, as you guys know, is right up my alley. Uh, And then uh, also uh, the Motor Works I discussed a little bit when I was talking to those guys. Uh, That's over in Bradenton as well. Um, I tasted their their V-Twin lager. It's a Vienna lager, and, uh, you know, it's a lager. It was very good. I was told that, that it won. The gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival last year for Vienna style lagers. Wow! Uh, so, and and that was you know that was the one that I thought, well, you know it's okay. Uh, their motor or their indie IPA, uh, very good. Uh, that's distributed in cans. Uh, also, their uh, roll cage red red ale, which was a terrific red ale. So this, they're doing a lot of great work down here. There's big talk in Sarasota. We drank the uh, uh, Tapis Monk, which is a uh, Belgian uh, sour that's uh, done with uh, or Belgian ale. Oh, I'm sorry, Belgian ale, uh, Belgian white ale with uh, citrus and coriander, right on the money. I mean, stuff down here. That, but if you come down here, you do not need a all available. To public. You don't have to go looking around at various small shops. that mean, they got here. they got all the local beers. Of course, they've got cigar city, and there's there's uh, uh, there's several others. The names escape me. You'd like the primal. You know, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not staying down here.
0: That long. <laughs> Sounds like a good trip, though.
7: Oh, we're having a great time. Been to the beach. Uh, been to a couple of uh, uh, really nice, uh, really nice bars. Uh, really nice bar on the uh, uh, on the on the ocean down in uh, down in uh, Holmes Beach. Uh, really uh, fantastic tiki bar where we watched the Bengals game yesterday. Boo day. How how we looking now, guys?
0: That's right. It was <laughs>
7: pretty, Bengals pretty and, fun uh, to watch. Uh, Awfully fun. Yeah, so, work. just uh, this has been a great trip. And it sounds like you guys, uh, like I said, you haven't run the car off the road yet. So, I'm very proud of you guys. Yet, we're trying.
0: <laughs> 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 we are sitting right about an hour. So, um, I think we're probably going to start winding it down here. And, um,
7: yes, we didn't blow the place guys. up. Hey, listen, I uh, just want to pump up uh, the next show. The next show is going to be on uh, September 23rd. Uh, we're going to be doing a live uh, appearance at. Bad Tom Smith Brewing for their Wicked Wednesday uh, night, and we're going to go over there, and we're going to meet um, uh, uh, their head brewer and uh, a few other people, and we're also going to have the uh, new owner, uh, John Votish, on the phone and uh, talk to him about uh, what's going on with Bad Tom Smith, and um, and uh, we're really excited about that, so lots of good stuff coming up uh, here on Cincy Brewcast, and uh, I'll be back next week with bells on, so you guys, uh, you guys keep you, know, you guys better you know put put water in all the liquor bottles and you know <laughs> throw in that shade and 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 and, and know. you know dad put we your can pants buy our on. own you liquor they're like like it's like it's uh, it uh, a it uh, uh, risky business so well,
1: well we're not in our underwear just yet so
2: <laughs> give us a few
7: and and i want to say thanks to Shane for uh, sitting in for me I, I hey it's my pleasure and you guys, are doing a, you guys are doing a great job. The dogs look great. Everybody looks like they're alive. Angie, yeah, I saw you there. I heard a couple of comments. Yeah, hi. And uh, you guys are doing a great job.
0: Well, thank you very much. You guys have a uh, have a good trip and a safe journey back. And we will see you next week live at Bad Tom Smith.
7: Sounds good. You guys take care. Thank, thank you bye, very much. Dad. All right. Bye.
0: So there you go. Mike, live across the country. That's fun stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's that's great uh, technology that we've been able to use in our past two shows. We're and, smart.
0: And and like you mentioned, we are going to be live at Bad Tom Smith next week, and then we're going to utilize it again to get a chance to talk to uh, the new owners there and to see kind of. Maybe
1: I'll call in from culinary school. <laughs> I can't
0: that, be that's there. Be next Wednesday. You're not going to be there. No, oh, I have sp- I, I have classes that. on Wednesday and next, Thursday nights. Next Wednesday night. Awesome for Wicked Wednesday, which will, um, will, they they we'll run some good deals on Wednesdays. So. Yep.
1: Um. Let's see. One. We just saw the tweet. Um. This coming Thursday. Oh yes. Angie, why don't you fill us in on the that? Tequila. Te- oh, that's right. Te- how do you say it again? Tiamat. <laughs> tiamat, tiamat is, is coming rumbits. out. Um. It's being sold only in the tap room so and Madre. No retail. Two bottles max. Oof. Bottles run two fifty. Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Thanks, Tina. Um. But no case, no cases this no time. No cases. No, I mean, but it sounds. I mean, if that, if you like that beer, go and, go and grab a bottle. So shoot us a tweet if you plan on uh, tailgating the Tiamat release in the Mad Tree <laughs> parking lot, lining up, playing cornhole, cooking your eggs over your S- camp stove. Starts, yeah, starts in at the Mad Tree parking lot. Uh, you freaking nerds.
0: And if you want to <laughs> snag me a bottle, so uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: I will probably see you guys there after school on Did Thursday. It starts at noon, so you can go before school. I can't get drunk and then go to school. You don't have to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: And then we also have um, the show after that, that, that Wednesday, I think, is still kind of in, in in flux, maybe. But October, we have that nailed down. We know we are doing Homebrew Month the entire month Homebrew of October. Homebrew Month, October. Um, stay tuned for some of the details about what those shows include. But we'll be talking to some homebrewers, <laughs> some retailers, um a little bit of everything so
1: but we believe the show after Bad Tom between Bad Tom and Do, Homebrew month I don't, can we say it
0: i don't know if we have it nailed down yet though. Okay. we should have asked mike when he was on the phone but um it should be it might possibly be another live show um so stay tuned we um we'll definitely update you on on twitter and facebook and um, all that fun stuff. So
1: um another thing we mentioned at our last show that we're gonna kind of be talking about a little bit, um, just kind of at the end of the show. If you guys like what we do, consider donating for uh, our GoFundMe page. We will have that up on our website. Um that I think dad would be very happy that I gave the little plug for the yeah. the money raising. <laughs> but we can't do this completely on our own. Um so if you like what we do, you think um since Evercast is cool you would like to support us with a little financial donation, that would be wonderful. You can check out our website and we'll have that link up for you guys to follow as well. Anything else?
0: I think that's it.
1: No? I don't have anything. All right.
0: The Gnarly Oakley
1: Pub and Grill. You yeah, you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shane, anything you want to plug? <laughs> Shane.com. Uh, Shane no, Shane.com. D- Shane <laughs> Shane, no, they're
2: is a shame. God knows what
0: it is. so, yeah. so all right. for all of us here Cincy Brewcast thank you very much thanks for listening thanks for tuning in on Periscope we'll see you next week the voice of Cincy Craft oh yeah